BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are the Stiff Tones, and you are listening to Porch Talk.
All right, welcome you. I was on the Three Stooges thing. Hello, 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 hello. hello. That's more fitting for us. There's the instrument. All right. <laughs> I welcome you to Porch Talk, and um, we've been checking in with the uh, Stiff Tones annually, and this year uh, they decided to come in person. So we're in Kennedy, Alabama, and uh, the Stiff Tones are doing an American tour, getting out to California. This is stop number five. Yes, sir. So how y'all doing? We're good. We're good. I have to say you're much better looking in person. Yeah, it's real talk. That's uh. Let's have some real Porsche talk. Let's, I mean, let's like let's get real for a minute. Yeah. You're you're much better looking than than I thought. Not that I thought you were ugly. I didn't, but you was a lot of good looking man. Yeah. I appreciate this. Yeah. Well, they say about cameras, right? It's good. It's going to add some pounds and stuff. Well, it's not even that it added pounds. It took away inches. Like, you're really tall. You're, you're what, 6'1", 6'2"? 6'1". Yeah, like, yeah. I, I thought you were in the 5'10 range. You shit, you shit. <laughs> <laughs> you've been watching too much more than Jack. Tiny little <laughs> shit. <laughs> you sit How short. How tall are you, Private? You sit short. My dad Five is like that. Nine, He's all, he, you have a lot of leg. My dad is like that as yeah. well. You, so you sit short. <laughs> well, here we are. Yeah. Guys, uh, spent the whole weekend. Uh, hanging out and here in Kennedy and uh, got a little taste of small town Alabama, guys. What'd you think? Man, it was incredible. <laughs> I loved it. I gotta tell you, I absolutely. Loved it was it. fun. That that shrimp oil yesterday. Was shrimp oil. There, there ain't no scrimps. Right. There's a mud You're in Alabama, oil. brother. Yeah. Mud you bugs. No scrimps. There's some mud bugs. Crawfish. <laughs> Wrong invertebrate. <laughs> crawfish boil was delicious. But no, it was. Those were the biggest crawfish I ever seen, and the tastiest too. Shout out to Mr. Cole for that. Yeah, yeah they, Mr. Cole wow. Britt. That was that was. That and was he drove right. what an hour and a half to come cook for us. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's yes, pretty. That's really. I'll tell you what, he deserves to be that dedicated because his cooking is worth sharing. So yeah, thank true. you for the dedication, man. I really that enjoyed it. It was it was nostalgic for me, like my you know being growing up and with my grandkids, my grandparents at you know being a grandkid at their house and dude, all you know we had kids out here playing wiffle ball, full grown ass men throwing their arms out. Yeah, it was the stuff you see like, on TV. Like so, my brother football. took a football to the face <laughs> <laughs> and then denied it. And for all of you guys, all of you Yankees Shout like out to you, me, Mr. Trey, I love you. Man. Yes, they really do pour the food out on the table and serve themselves. There's plastic bags down, so it's like you know hygienic and all that stuff. But yes, they really do do it like it that, cool, cooking in a big old pot and stir it and sweat all day. And I, I think I must say, you know, not to upset yeah. any, yeah. any uh, invertebrate advocates, but I, I think I probably sauced a good 20 of those little guys yesterday. Yeah. And then I'm eating potato like a like an onion or an apple or whatever, you know, just like, oh, yeah. There's my corn on the cob and my, my mushrooms. It was good time. So it was excellent, man. Yeah, you know, I used to say that I'm a Yankee, and so, you know, we boil the taste right out of our food. And, but that was a boil, and you guys boiled right the in taste there. right into it. Good yeah. man. <laughs> good. We need to learn some things. I'm telling you, like, I've been to a lot of bowls, and I'm not just saying this because I'm partial, but I believe that was the best tasting crawfish I've ever had. Oh, oh my for gosh, me, for, it was for so me, for sure. Good. Props to Cole. And I've had, so I've had a few. And the best and part was, was the, the corn. I have to say, the corn was my favorite part, and is, I know that sounds We crazy. had never done it like that. But so the usually corn, we buy the like the half frozen cobs. Yeah. You could yeah. taste the corn and the crawdad. So that was fresh corn. Seasoning. Oh, oh gosh, nice. that corn was my favorite. Yeah. Part. So we usually get the the you know the it's already, the, it's already been cut in half. It's frozen. It comes uh, in the packs. Uh huh. And it's because you're not from Illinois. And then from. Well, it's, well, it's easy. Sorry, yeah. 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 And but we got just whole you know 
it's still in the green sleeve, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. That's pretty good. That's good. It's the way to properly do it. So, yeah, yeah we're stop five on the way to California, and it's been quite the pleasant stop, my friend. I got to bring you, this up. Yes, sir. There was a smash hit song. Oh, written. there was. There was. <laughs> <laughs> I even, I'm pretty sure I even saw it. Would, it would be the Sean Tony. Alan Trio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was. Asking, I, I, was I didn't really have much to do with writing the song so much as oh, I was. Being a, the inspiration. I was the victim the of the song. <laughs> you were the inspiration. You were the muse, love. Yeah, Alabama fun song. Yeah. Yes. So I, I got, on. I got to be. I got to be a muse for a day. Not sure if that'll make it on Looking Glass, but it'll be somewhere. For it's sure. gonna be somewhere. It's I'm gotta be you. somewhere. It's going to be. It's, it's my. It's my new favorite song. It might just become a live, a live, a reason to come see us live just for that song. Which part do you enjoy more, listening to Tony sing with a Jamaican accent or watching him dance like he's <laughs> I can't play reggae without dancing like that. I gotta I'm sorry. say, I gotta say, I'm I don't really play a whole lot of reggae, but when I do, I do a dorky dance. I gotta dance. say, for an old guy, though, but your joints move yes, in pretty good gist, ways. The gist of this song includes something about. <coughs> well, Fishing. how we caught no fishes except from Sean caught one, but he threw it away. Yeah. And that's the gist of the song. That's the that was the first two lines. And then we went into further detail. But the talking the BS was the biggest catch uh, of the day. Yes. That was a good old lyric for correspond. Come on. I wasn't even there. I yeah. Felt so like the, I loved it. so, so the, the beauty of this song from like, okay, we played it a few times. The words are never the same. No, I have heard one single version. It's the same. Well, it's the, it's the so gist. House, no right? words. No words. This have been have been written down upon paper yet. It yeah, is not and, set and the, in stone. And the worst part, the sickest part of their abuse, is they made me have a, a turn to create my own verse along with them. <laughs> well, you earned that after. I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. Yeah. My, 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 my so, yeah backstory is uh, Sean was just. And just being downright disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, he was. We got out in the boat. All right, so and he me, just poured the sauce. Yeah, so I, let, me, let me give you a little backstory, y'all. All right, so our friend Tony here, he when he gets nervous, anxiety, anything like that, like he paces, dude. This guy will wear like he'll he'll cut you a new deer trail or a four wheeler path, return him back like a couple times, and he'll. Anyways, we'll even go so, so far as to call him Tony Pace. Yes, you might even say such. And so, <laughs> oh man, you did. So um, he's putting the sauce out right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. So so I, I knew I feel that. Feel like Rodney Dangerfield here. I can't get no respect. <laughs> my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law. I wouldn't kiss her lips. Not gonna kiss, kiss her, her ass. ass. Uh, respect. Play Johnny. So um, I knew that once I had him on the boat, though. There'd be no pacing. Yeah, so let me tell you There'd my There'd be no getting story. away from me. And yes, indeed, Mr. Allen, I did. I said, dude, I do that with golf. I poured on that sauce. Golf oh does the hottest sauce Golf does I just had. as well. Because, like, dude, you are stuck out on a golf course oh, yeah. with me oh, yeah, in man. a golf cart. <laughs> what, what are you going to do? This kid, this, this dude comes home. He comes back from fishing like a kid waiting for Christmas morning. And he says, Rachel, Rachel. He says, do you know what I did? I waited. I waited until we got that boat far away enough from shore that he couldn't get out and walk. And then... Uh, <laughs> verbal abuse. Oh, I gave it to him, man. And then what I did was I waited until he I had a guitar in my hand. So what you did was he wrote a song. He waited until he had a guitar in his hand. The story revenge. lives forever. Oh, yeah, but you right. earned it. Oh, yeah. You earned it. See, I told him, see, that's when the, that's when the uh, princess becomes the master, right? Because what I told him was... The last song that we wrote was Rachel and I wrote Backwards Down a Hill, and we're like, this is what happens when you piss off a songwriter, Tony. So he took that lesson, 
and he learned it and he took it to heart man we went fishing for what three hours, hours on Alabama pond, pond. Yes. yes right we at least in had the, 10 in years the Alabama sign and then this dude <laughs> comes back and like you know what's good revenge three hours a sandwich served cold <laughs> it is the appropriate so, dish for yeah. I don't know if that makes him a lightweight or if that makes him an extremely scary foe I hope there's some I hope there's some it video it only took three I hope, hours I really truly hope there's some video and audio floating around of that. I imagine there is but it was it was man I absolutely enjoyed it it's my favorite I did song. not anticipate that I didn't either well, I get up the there video. getting your guitar ready and then here comes Reggae Tony. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, we're doing this. We're doing let, a thing. Let, All let, right. Let's do it. I was most surprised when I heard the lyrics, frankly. <laughs> I was like, you all. <laughs> I can't even be mad, mate. <laughs> That's great. That's catchy. Oh, man. Oh, no. And just with the bull, uh, with the party, man, everything <laughs> ran a little bit late. Nothing really was like, uh, it was like odds against us, you know? It was like, yeah. Uh, the burner wasn't right. Yeah, tell that story a little bit. Because <laughs> you had, what, 36 pounds of Yeah, I got, we had 36 pounds of crawfish. That's a story in wait, itself. Wait, wait. Okay, so you had 36 pounds of crawfish. That's right. <coughs> wow. How many did you end up with? I would all get eight. All yeah, that's 36 what, that's pounds. What <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <coughs> all 36 pounds. Yeah. yeah. So the burner. Yeah, so we got the wrong burner. We get there, and I was like, that ain't going to work. Oh, no. And then, dude, we're sitting here discussing, like, okay, plan B. Jake pulls up. I got a burner or two at the house. He only lives down the road. That's way easier than what we were going to have to do. Oh, yeah. So I was like, Savior. He gets here. We get the burner going, get the bull going, and everything is kind of getting back on track. Get Trey to go ahead and grill up some burgers because, like, by this time we're running two hours behind. Like, I mm-hmm. wanted people eating by three. Right. Yeah. It's five o'clock. Right. We ain't even got the food going. Right. And it's just the nature of it, right? Like, once you go to do any kind of event, oh man, Herding and it cats. begins, it's. But mm-hmm. man, we had a lot of good help. Like, uh, absolutely, the cleanup was easy. Uh, well, I mean, how hard is it to clean up a bunch of food? <laughs> a bunch of good cooking. Even the even the dogs ran around the yard today. Anything that Everybody's got loose, got, loose yard got cleaned up. Yeah. Everybody's fat and happy today. Yes. Yeah. Everybody's been a little. I'll say, I've been getting around at the most leisurely pace today. But I have to say, there were some you guys. You know some of the nicest people, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I really. I, I always say I'm not for kids because you know they can be a little overwhelming at times, but. The kids down here, they were they were a lot well of fun. Well behaved. Yeah, Kellen, really well behaved. I want to give a shout out to Kellen, man, dude. Cool <laughs> dude, man. Yeah, Mr. Kellen Aldridge. Uh, yeah. He's a yeah, cutie he's pie. Yeah, a cool little dude, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you the, better uh, watch out, ladies. You don't even know. Yeah, you, you don't, don't even you got know one coming. who's coming down the pipe. Say what's mm-hmm. You got one coming. But on Oh. You know, with Kale, growing up. Okay. Better watch out. Hell, oh, he's yeah. cute as oh, heck, too. Goodness, he's a heartbreaker. Yeah, Kale and Trey are awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, that worked out. They even worked out like uh, family, friends came out for the show, and it was probably what twenty to thirty people at one yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be honest with me, it felt like I was I was hanging out with people at my family barbecue, except for they yeah. liked me. Well, it yeah. went well. You except know, for they liked me. We started the musical uh, while people were eating, and uh, you know, we took a break so everybody could eat and you could kind of mingle. Oh yeah, yeah. get to know each other. And, yeah, and. Uh, um, I gotta say, that was a hell of a good set you had there, sir. Yeah. Yeah, Tim Higgins came up and to Tim play. Tim Higgins as well. We'll talk about Tim in a second. Let's talk about you. Let's for talk just about a Mr. Because Alan you have a very 
unique and interesting voice, and I very much enjoy it. You have a vibrato. Very, well, that thanks. Is, yeah, and a very, very introspective um, songwriting style too. So yeah, let's talk about Mr. Alan yeah, Aldridge. Well, Got so him in the hot chair it, now, ladies and gentlemen. So he thought he's going to get on here and Barbara Walters right, us. Gonna, we're gonna, gonna, we got him. We got him in the hot seat. The old switcheroo. We're going to make him cry. Gonzo journalism. Talk and 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 I know you share a little bit, you know, your talents and things, but it's always a little awkward trying to push your own stuff, especially yeah. in your own show. So that's what good friends are for. And and but I'm the kind of friend that most people don't like. I'm the blunt friend. So if you're bad, I'm gonna tell you you're bad. And you're really good. Well, and, that means uh, a lot. Cause yeah, uh, I really, right back at you, you know. Thank you. I, well, but I really, with you. I really I've enjoy known you your porch uh, talk, and I, I caught your Georgia video that you posted a few yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, goosebumps. Uh-huh. I was like, ooh, what the hell's going on here? I had no idea Thanks, you was in, in that aspect as well, right? And so, um, and I was like, dang, Rachel, check this out. So then we came down here, you know, we're doing our thing. I got to tell you, seeing you do live, yeah. hands down, way cooler, man, way cooler. I was like, oh. And props to Tony for making me sound a million times. Yeah, better. Tony hopped up there and That's jammed why we I got him Tony. around too. Yeah, he's he's kind of cool like that. Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect, Ronnie, but you disappointed he's me by like not a, coming down. Like a bar, <laughs> but Tony was like here. A, yeah, he was, man. Yeah. You can't miss him. In fact, he documented it with a jerk ass song. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I love it, dude. I love that song. I'm no, pop. we consider we consider Tony our, our savant in a box, and he's like a karaoke machine. He can play. Anything, he, he, and if he doesn't know it, he can wing it. You know, uh, quite a few people like asked me like when they first showed up, and they was like, "Tell me a little bit about the stiff tones and what kind of music you, what what are we listening for?" And I was like, "Well, um, Americana, punk rock, rock and roll." Uh, well, we decided rock. we decided <laughs> we wanted to change the face of Americana. <laughs> And uh, I know this is a family show, so I'm gonna I'm gonna censor oh. myself. No, you're good. How when people ask us, hang on a second, narcissist. I didn't mean it like no, that. No, no. I mean, okay, I mean, no, but I get, it. I feel you. Yeah, I didn't mean it like that. If you let me finish my sentence, oh, really? then you can then uh, you can critique me. I was just trying to finish it for you, baby. Thank you. You're I welcome. Appreciate you. Ah, uh, you know. But the, it's a, Americana and American. It's kind of a, a correlation. You know, there's a connection there. Where it's a melting pot. It's a. Mm-hmm. It's a. You know, you can you can do what you want within you know respectful reasons, of course. But I think like Midwestern town is the heart of Americana to me with that song. Yeah, it really I, represents where the song was written, and like you know when you say Midwestern town and you listen to that song, it's that's Americana at its heart. To first, me. first first time I Thank heard you. Sean Thank play you. that Thank song, you. which was a while ago. I think anybody that's um, been able. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm talking. About I kind of, I kind of, I kind of always had the viewpoint that it wasn't too far away, like something you'd hear classic Mellencamp or even a little bit of Bruce right. without the New Jersey part of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boss, man. I'm going to sit here and not interrupt y'all. Go ahead. And, and keep uh, on talking. But, I you know, it was this. that kind of, you know. I appreciate it. Uh, almost something like, you know, you got an idea. I mean, it's called Midwestern Town. I'm from upstate New York. Yeah. Um, even though I've got a draw from being down south the last couple of weeks, and I uh, you got to do the accents now, it, Tony. And I, and I live down south, but but really, my name is Tony. I'm from New York. But so <laughs> I don't talk like this because I'm not from that part of New York. I've been to the city three times. Once was for a Yankee game. The rest of them weren't. What's your sister's name, Tony? Sister's name is Angela. I got a brother, Alex. <laughs> but we're not fucking Italian. <laughs> you can't say that word. 
Do it again. Say we're not Italian yeah, without, it, without that word. This is the uh, Bada bing, bada boom, huh? From Ghoul. <laughs> this is and, uh, <laughs> You know, but we're not from that part of uh, New, York. New York, and we're not Italian. It just That's just how the way... I'm, I guess I guess my mother is just in love with names that start with A for all three children. There was an Andrew, an Anthony, and an Alex, so there that you go. That sounds pretty Italian. Are you sure? We are not Italian. <laughs> uh, Welsh, Scottish, British Isle, Mutt. I knew you were a sheep chicken. So basically yeah. confused. Does that make sense now? <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. Aren't we all? You always check on us. That kind of leads back to the whole Americana yeah. thing. Where yeah. in, in, the melting and I think, pot of all yeah, things. Yeah, even Midwestern town, I think if anybody that's from a, has a hometown, and don't we all, anybody that has a hometown understands what Midwestern town is about. It's, and even if your hometown is as big it. as Chicago, they're still, well, you know, you're the, from a suburb. And the thing is, we had a discussion about this earlier. Like some folks, I've actually had some people a very few people, but some people come up to me and be kind of offended by that song because they felt like it shines a negative light. And um, in fact, not at all. That's not what I was trying to do. In fact, most of the time, it's more of a duality type of thing. Good with There's that. a melancholy that you yeah. know in the song that I try to, you know, um, bring across because it's it's the duality of it is the Rust Belt. It is you know. A, a, kind of a place that time is forgotten in some ways, which is kind of the beauty of it too, now, isn't it? Though, right? Yeah. Um, but anyways, because there's something comforting, comforting yeah. about being and comfortable. And so, you know, it's not just about leaving the town. It's about, you know, when it's it's about being homesick for a place too, you know, a little bit, and all of it. Yeah, it's a it's a mix of feelings. I right? think with that, you know, like well, Mississippi blues, whether you take the hillside country or you say Delta or Bentonia or, you know wherever mm-hmm. delta uh when you drive through mississippi um and you go through some of these parts where the blues was basically invented mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and i mean you see the kudzu overtaking these old buildings you see just it, it looks like time forgot it yeah and just you get out and walk around it's like you're you're literally like inspiration is being pulled up from the earth mm-hmm. and so like Midwestern town, I'm sure it feels that same kind of way when you're thinking about home, you know? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I'll be honest with you, even when I play it, today, I've, you know, I've played that song a lot of times, a lot of places, but, and it's a lot, it's meant different things to me, of course, but uh, it definitely always still kind of makes me think about things, you know, how folks back home are doing and all that. Sure? I'm going to cross it's, the Great Divide and, t- and say that for me, Midwestern town is not even about the town. I mean, home is where the heart is. Yeah, it's about the folks. And, and I wonder always No, where. no, no, no. It's about me. I'm my own Midwestern town. I'm my own, you know, that kind of thing that, that you know, usually when you're trying to rise above the cream, it's yourself that's holding your, you know, back. Yeah, and, yeah. And absolutely it's that, true. It's that struggle of self-awareness because some people being in the Midwestern town living at home and, 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 and you know, that that is their that is their heaven. There is nothing that's, better to that. What I like to call and, that and that's my slice of the pie. Yeah, and that is their slice of the pie. I mean different cloths for different folks. You please know. stop coughing. Good <laughs> 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 emphysema will get you air time. Yeah, you know. And on Sorry, that, you just go ahead. Let's let's just and take and a half a second and have a second cough. Let's let's, let's, let's acknowledge let's, let's acknowledge the the, the <laughs> phantom coffer in the background as I fire up a camel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I preach to the choir. That's fun. Real time, real life. Earlier we I had don't a, know, man. Like, and I'll, t- I'll tell you this, just about like 
yesterday with with the bull was it, it's kind of like watching Winnebago man. Before. I know, dude. It was like, could you do? You know the you know what the best part is this. I gotta just interrupt you for just half a second because I had an epiphany yesterday when I was watching that. With you. I was like, hey, tell, you, you gotta you gotta watch this. You gotta watch this this show. This yeah. is Winnebago man. You're gonna love it. Now this guy, I think, is hilarious. He, I just don't know why, but there's something about this man that really tickles me, and I relate to, right? Gee, so I don't know why. I always feel like I'm here right now, right? <laughs> yeah. Hello, and so, but the best part about the whole thing for me yesterday is the when I shared it with you, of course, your joy of finding it, and then realizing <laughs> that the guy that's filming him is kind of is. His, his sidekick that you know that is not necessarily a sidekick. His, the guy that catches all the crap. Oh, the guy, the guy that catches all, all the crap. Is the guy, when 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 a bagel man is having a bad day and Who there's nobody call? else, you've already kicked the damn dog. Who are you gonna yell at? You're gonna yell at Could you Tony. 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 I know. <laughs> Could you not slam the fucking Could door? Could you not slam the door? Thank you, Tony. <laughs> what is it? What is it, man? Because I, I, like, I, I just walked around a couple of times just telling people that were helping. It was like, look, don't give me any of that bullshit. And by that, I also mean me. Right? I've had right. nothing everybody's bullshit. It's so true, yet. though. How many times have you caught yourself Including in my the middle own. of a rant? And you're oh, like, dude, oh, that's I'm why I love you so much. I'm like, I'm like... I'd be right in the middle of a real rager. You know? like, and you're oh, like, I'm, really I'm bringing home the, the, here comes the hit. The universe oh. is kicking me. And I'm like, ah, oh, ah, oh, you all uh, a bunch of real assholes, you know. <laughs> and then I stop and I'm like, wait a second. Shit. I'm the Winnebago I'm man. The I'm the asshole. That's why the universe is kicking my ass right now. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. That's the real struggle it. in life, I think. It's so sorry to interrupt you about that, but it's Tony. Tony is great. Yeah. So, I mean, tell me while we're on you is like just your background in music, man. Like, why? Why'd you play? Why did you pick up a guitar? Yeah, could you do the kindness, Tony? When we were kids, they just called us. Tell us why you picked up a guitar. I honestly, um, so I was like 10. And so, but like, what, 85? Um, don't date yourself. Yeah, don't say stuff like that. Don't say stuff like it, that. It was a long time ago. Let's say it. Put it that way. <laughs> like that yesterday. In a galaxy far, far away. And, uh, I was over at my grandmother's. She had this like uh, nylon string folk guitar. And I picked it up one day and I started reading the Teach Yourself guitar Your book. Your friend makes good wine, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they yeah, do. shout out to Chateau. Shout out to Chateau. Yeah. If you're ever in the upstate New York area, in the Finger Lake region, home of many, many a good winery, make yourself out to Chateau de Sceaux in Locke, New York. They're good people. Fall good wine. With, and fall in love with Levi and Uncle Bobby. They're cute, they're cute, they're cute, and they make so damn fine wine. And, they, and, they, and, they play, and they're musical, they sing, they play the guitar, and they have a smile that will melt butter. That's true. Yeah, Even so in go up, drink yeah that's, some, that's saying something in upstate New York in the dead of winter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. that's true. Cause and if you go, if you go during the summer and or on a good day and weekend, make sure you go on a Saturday. There's always live music. Yeah. Okay, Are back you to you. So what was hey, that? Back, back, back to Tony. Yeah. More about Tony. And, go ahead. and after that word from our sponsors, we'll now return to our regularly scheduled programming. That's right. right. Um, People have to go to the bathroom, so talk about you. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's, so, so, that's so another thing you know about the this sauce band. is being poured again. 
It's because we got we got acclimated. Tony, to the, you do uh, me a favor. <laughs> so so I don't know. I, Could you do me a kindness, Tony? He will. So then, like I, I was in middle school, like the next year. I remember sitting at a lunch table one day, and I picked out my friends. I'm like, I'm gonna play guitar. You're gonna play this. You're gonna play that. You're gonna play that. And we're gonna be in a band. You're a bully. I knew it. You're so bossy. Uh, only one of those guys at the table actually ever did play. Are you really band. naturally that bossy? No, no. He's not. All right, I so wasn't. Well, I mean, that's really bossy Tony, because right? you and I are really bossy. No, Tony's, And he, we like to boss Tony. This, Tony's this not was, bossy. Don't derail the man. The poor this guy. Was, this was like 11 or 12-year-old me getting my ass kicked every day in, in, in school and stuff like that. So, you know, it was just like, my friends, uh, we, we need to have a band. We need to be popular and, and stuff. <laughs> no, right? But the that, irony of that statement, really, you know, is that the... the you get in a band and suddenly you're like the most unpopular people dude. people at all. You want to hear one of mine? Right. So, so anyway. No, I asked you to you play so and so. So a few Stick years later, I actually did have a band in high school and we, 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 you know, it was funny. Our first gig was in the gym. <laughs> Our last gig was actually. That's kind of uh, classical though. That's cool. Yeah. Cliche. Yeah, it was. Hey man, it's kind of. Our, our third gig was in the was in the basement cool. of the Methodist Church. Hi guys. I played many a gig in a church. Yeah, well, this was like supposedly like the kids, like the teenager kind of. Oh, like a lock-in or something. So it wasn't question. a lock-in. It was just actually a, a dance. And then we're gonna get right back to Tony. Just answer yes, no, no divagating, no storytelling. Do you remember your first gig? Yes. And do you remember your third gig? Yes. Okay, go ahead. The reason I remember this one is there's, and I prayed, and thank God no one has a working VCR anymore. <laughs> there is photographic evidence of this, and it was did terrible. Did you do your reggae dance? No, we did not play any reggae. Uh, we did do a very terrible job on Stairway to Heaven, though. Uh, <laughs> shout out, shout out to Liam. That explains a uh, lot. Actually, actually, Bird played it. Saying it. Oh, I oh love so, her. so th- that's, oh, thank goodness. So Don't talk about birds. Did you hear what just happened to him? Do you hear what he just did? He, all right, now we, we do a lot of sauce. We throw people under the bus around here. We do. Because, you know. He was the good part. I'm just, I'm no, 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 no. You don't get to dig out of this hole yet. I'm, I'm setting up the folks to see what kind of hole you got. So, we do. We sauce him a lot. But what he just subtly did was he said, man, we did a terrible cover of, free, of uh, 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 Stairway to Heaven. And then the next thing out of this man's mouth, oh yeah, it wasn't me though, it was my friend Bird that did it. And I happen to know better because Bird's a good dude and he's talented. Okay, Bird, let me clarify Bird, this. Bird could Bird, sing me out of my song. Bird, 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 Bird can sing. Bird could even sing back then, but he was our bass player. But on that song, he was he used our and other guitar so, player's guitar. Okay, so he's so quiet. So I thought this so was kind. a yes and no. I thought this was a yes and no. And here we okay, are. Okay, yeah, I'll go back to you, Tony. Talk more about you. So anyway, after that, go to college, played in a band in Peoria. Um, dropped out of college to play in said band. Band broke up. I joined the did Marines. Did you drop out of college for music? Yes, I did. <laughs> I, I dropped out of college That's to play in a band. Roll, kids. Nobody <laughs> he, tells he you where to go. Uh, and then that band broke up, and I ended up in the Marines. Where I did prom- you join the Marines because the band failed? Yes, I absolutely <laughs> did. <laughs> 
And I was, I was kind of like, you know, I patriotic as fuck. I'm Barbara Walters now. Well, there's a little bit more to it than that, but it was, it was. I'm over here chuckling, but wait, y'all just getting all your time saved up for the hot seat. You know how you you see those those classic cartoons they used to have about how people join the French Foreign Legion to forget? Well, that wasn't happening because I wasn't going to join the French Foreign Legion ever. But I joined the Marines to kind of forget that whole bad band thing. But then I was in the Marines and picked up another band. A Marine band. Oh, band, everyone but my uh, now ex-wife, who was the bass player, was in the Marines. All the other four of us. Okay. And uh, Which was nice, because we could put all of our gig money towards band stuff. And then that band Crickets. broke up. And, uh, the sauce. That was sauce. You know, and then I didn't do anything for a couple of years. I didn't do anything but, like, have kids. Sauce. Poor guy. Kind of. <laughs> you can get that <laughs> And, yeah. um... It's okay. You can just go beep, and then like, and then be like, like that was sauce. So we'll skip it. We'll skip ahead a little bit about that. Sure. Eventually, at some point, back in Illinois again, and is that um, how you met these guys? And I was bent down in Peoria, and I met Sean here. Regrets? At an open? No, not well, well, he didn't meet what? Sean. No, so here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. He didn't meet Sean. <laughs> He did not meet he Sean. He did not meet Sean, no. He no, I, I met Peoria he, he Sean. Met, no, he's he just the same Sean. He met Stiffy Sheen. My older, my old <laughs> alter ego. Your alter ego, now, yes. Now, this guy in Peoria. No, man, be careful, bro. Tread carefully. We are on. Well, on, no, wait, um, wait, I mean. Oh, you, you might get a little sauce back here. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Dude, I just no, no, this, this, my this, this guy here. On this chair. <laughs> in the Peoria days, this guy was. Slaying him. I was looked way younger than he was. He does, Still, not and, then and now. No, I look older. Look at him. He does. He still looks younger than he is, but yeah, like he looked way younger than he was back then. And he, let's just say, he used that to the maximum potential of said looks. And on top of that, on stage, he just he has this. He's charming. In those days, he He's had handsome. This, he He's had the swagger, him. and it paid off for him quite a bit. Is all I'm going to say. And, and it was a lot of fun playing with him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we I got played to meet some you. of the same covers, and he had these other ones that I could follow, and he could follow me. And we started playing at this open mic regularly, and then we uh, tried had it. Well, we let's get a band. Let's together be honest. Eventually. We played a lot of Cracker covers and, and, and Stones and, 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 and yeah, uh, stuff like that. You know. Yeah, and you know. I, Played a couple other things too. Mixture. Well. You guys worked on yeah. some of Sean's originals back then. Either. Yeah, actually, well, starting yeah. over was one that we uh, that we kind of we did there. I, so I wrote that one right before I, I left for Peoria. Yeah. And because it was the first time I'd really moved away from my midwestern town, right? Mm-hmm. Why'd you leave? Uh, my kids. Um, my kids moved up there with uh, with my ex-wife and uh, her husband and. Great, great, great people. They're just they're like my, they're, you know, they're like our best friends. But so at that and, and even at that time, so they're like, more oh, than our best friends. Yeah, they're, they're like they're like our brother sister. They're, 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 they're yeah, we have a really so functional. They moved up there, and crazy I thought, and I thought, relationship with them. You know, um, haven't had the most success at home. So <laughs> let's go see. He's not for everyone. I'm not for everyone. So you know, I try. Well, I mean, we kind of talked about that too. Is like, man, I I think about like just biblical with Jesus I mean he said it's hard for a man to be a prophet in his own town yeah because I mean I think everybody remembers that 17 year old version of you and it never really oh, absolutely and well, like here's the thing. if you try something new or if you're trying to create something new it's you're like you're breaking out of your box and, and, you, and people are kind of skeptical running. about yeah, it yeah. they seem to be your perspective can only be as big as what you've been exposed to that's right and how hard you're willing to peek through the holes in the box that you're born into 
That's big, though. And it takes a lot for people to do that. It does. Absolutely it does. does. And and I will say that I'm I'm 45. I'll be 46 this year, Tony. Tony, oh, listen to Tony, Tony, Tony. Don't date yourself, Tony. I am, I am 46. I have I have been perfectly. <laughs> Tony left a little math. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Go but, ahead, you know, Rachel. I used to always wonder how did people in the Bible live to be a thousand years old. And then I realized that it depends on what who you're asking because in my thirty-five <coughs> years, I've already lived a thousand lifetimes. So I've changed my perspective a lot. I've became a different person a lot. I've had at least, yeah. you know, oh, I, yeah. I've had countless names, countless. I made I made enough poor life choices to cover both me and you, my friend. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you let's. Know. I mean, just with that, let's talk about. Um, how did this tour even like? We're we're okay. we're on our way out of uh, the Mulligan year. The pandemic's being did lifted. Did we finish talking about Tony? We, Were we done with I, you? Oh, uh, we, we kind of. I are. think we roasted the yeah, yeah. Okay. We covered the most. Okay, I just want to make sure that I got as many zings in as but, I could. But I can so. But we, how did we get to here? Once once Sean left Peoria, we kind of lost touch for a bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, periodically, yeah. we'd check in on each other as best we could. And then, uh, but you made an indelible impression on him. Yeah, because and shortly, vice versa. Shortly after he moved, and and you lost him, I. That's where he and I started, and and you have always been, always from from the day one, one of the people he's talked about consistently, um, both as a person and as a musician, and uh, with a lot of respect. So. Yeah, and they formed a real brotherhood. Yeah, that. despite all the bullshit we <laughs> give Tony. Yeah, um, they well, formed a brotherhood. Know, and know that I would I would take a round for that man before yeah. before he got hit with. And really, they give me the crap to keep my ego under control. No, the first, <laughs> the first time I met he's Tony, got that lead guitarist syndrome. I do a little bit sometimes. I the first time I met Tony, mistake. he came to he came to our house. Sean and I were living together. We were we were still Sean and I were still wrestling our own bullshit, and. uh Tony showed up with guitar in hand and music at the ready, and he played R.E.M. song after R.E.M. song after R.E.M. song. That had which been is a, and Which is one of your which least is, favorite bands. Yeah, I mean, those are Rachel can't stand them. Yeah. I, <laughs> R.E.M. wrote the soundtrack of my life. I mean, I, I, being a nurse, I commuted, you know, 45 minutes is about time to be able to listen to a couple of albums. And, you know, you start, you fall in love and you listen to the same albums over and over. And so it does limit your music taste as far as that goes. But you really get to, you know... You know, the, the argument about that, songs. though, is like, you know, you, you would buy an album for the hit. But after you sat down with that album, you realize the hit ain't even the song. There's always a burner. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. I'll always. tell you what. Oh, yeah. Marshall I still haven't listened to Glass in I can say that. Yeah, um, and like we've already, I'm a huge fan too. But it's like, yeah, put a man on the moon or September, September, yeah, yeah, September yeah. of this year is the 10 year anniversary of the disbanding of REM, and this same year is the year that they released their final al- album, Collapsing to Now, and I have still yet to listen to it. Every I've listened time. to a couple of songs, Every but time. I've. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't pull that trigger because in Rachel's world, they're still alive. They were. They really were. They were that influential in my in, in my person. And and uh, and um, you know Peter Buck and his jangly guitar and and oh, Michael Stipe. There, and his, there's a jacket floating around in this there house. Is a, there's a jacket floating around. There in this is house indeed somewhere. a jacket floating around in this house. It was owned by that. 
Man, somebody, well, somebody really needs to yeah, help him out. I'll, I'll tell you the story if you want to tell the story. I have a friend. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna. He's more he's, than a friend. He, he's, he's he's like the godfather. Of, he's my of he's my school. he's my slack sensei. Okay? Yeah. And so um, his name is Richard, and I won't say his last name so he can stay for anonymous. anonymity. For so he anonymity can stay purposes, slack. he can stay slack as as he is. Praise Bob. Um, praise Bob. And um, so, <laughs> hello, Miss Karen, if you're out. Love there. you, Sarah. All right. So, um, anyways, Mr. Uh, Peter Buck picked up this motorcycle riding jacket while he was on tour in Amsterdam. He picked it up at a thrift store, and he liked it. And this was when he was a younger man, and you know he. Uh, as he got older, you know, he got his man body a little bit, and um, knows uh, my friend Richard, and uh, said, hey Richard, you know, um, hang on a second, he brings this jacket out to him, he's like, try this on, he's like, oh, it fits you perfectly, man, he's like, cheers, and uh, Richard's like, rumor oh. has it though, but that before Mr. Peter Buck, Sir Peter Buck in my world, handed <laughs> over said jacket, he checked everything. Yes, he did. <laughs> he, he literally, according, he to, according and, to the rumor. Folklore has it. And by the way, this jacket doesn't have just one or two pockets. It's mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a lot of pockets. Which is, which is really funny because if anybody knows anything about Peter Buck, sorry to divigate again. That's right. He's a super, super nice guy. Super generous guy. Yeah, we met him it's once, and he even tolerated we'll our compulsion. He even still. tolerated our shenanigans. He so did. he is a nice man. Anyway, back back so, to back to so, Sensei Richard. So so my, the Sensei of Slack, Mr. Richard, um, he uh, he's like you know, man, oh thank you so much, and it did. I, I can imagine it, it fit Richard like a glove, you know. Well, Richard and, was always. I mean, Richard loves music. He absolutely loves music. And yes. Todd, Todd, say his name for me because they can never say it right. I always sound like a jackass when I say it. Todd, Ben. Uh, Todd Rudkin. Thank you. It's yeah, his yeah. favorite yes, guitar his player favorite, in the entire favorite, world. Favorite, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, uh, but and so, um, yes. Yeah, so it was owned by Mr. Peter, one Mr. Peter Buck, and which is very, very cool. Um, and it's a very cool story. But what I thought was the coolest part about this story, in my opinion, is so this has been a very important uh, piece of thing, you know, thing that Richard owns. You know, he has lots of cool stuff. He's a very cool dude, very eccentric man. Has lots of very cool shit. This happens to be one of his favorite things that he owns. Their house is one of the coolest places you've ever been. These people live, breathe, eat, sleep, music, like us, like fans of music, and just and monkeys. And um, so this is a very, very, very important thing to Richard uh, sentimentally. And um, so Mr. Richard's like, hey, you know that the jacket, and we all know about this jacket. It's a very cool jacket. He's like, why don't you try this on? And so, you know, I tried on it, and it, it was very, so nice. It just fit right. And he's like, it did fit really. He said, looks like it was made for you. Yeah. And he gave it to me. And uh, so it's very cool that it was Peter Bucks. It is very, cool. I mean, for cool. me, it's, I mean, of course, totally it's, I mean, you know, it's very, very, but very cool. But i got to tell you, more importantly to me, it was, yeah. is that that was my friend Richard's jacket, and it was very important to him sentimentally. And it was probably one of his most valuable possessions. I'm getting choked up, but he gave it to me. He uh, felt like it was time to pass it on. And uh, so uh, I struggled with accepting that gift. I'm not a good gift acceptor, you know. Um, But I did. And uh, so, man, that's my friend Richard's jacket. So cool that he gave it to me. Um, I gave him my... Did that uh, happen on a stop for this tour? Yes, yes. and stop uh, that we um, right before we visited some other friends in Atlanta, Richard and Bobby. 
uh, I'm Richard, got Gail and Bobby. But um, so yes, Richard. So what I did with him though, right before I left, I mean, what do you give a man that gives you something, such a gift? Um, so being the sentimental sap that I am, I gave him my scarf that I, you know, my she math scarf is my favorite scarf and I really like scarves. But this one I wear everywhere. It's like my security blanket scarf. Um, when I, you know, we formed the stiff tones and decided to do this thing. Man, I got this scarf, and it was kind of like my mojo scarf. And so uh, I gifted it to Mr. Richard. I mean, I think I felt like it was just, you know, time to uh, time for it to go home to him. Don't forget the full circle irony. And the full circle irony that we forgot is when we met Mr. Peter Buck at the Wuxtree Records in Athens, Georgia, a couple of years ago. Nineteen. Um, he, uh, <laughs> he's like... Uh, one of the guys from the islands said, hey, well, you know, he has a nice scarf. And, you know, my wife being the smart ass that she is, she's like, oh, yeah, thank you. You know, she's like, uh, you know, somebody somebody gave him some shit about that scarf once. We're playing a chicken wire dive bar type thing, you know. And he said, hey, buddy, how many dicks did you have to suck to get a scarf like that? And my smart ass wife is like, <coughs> oh, just one. His. <laughs> and you know the, the whole place erupted in laughter and including but not limited to all those in attendance of uh, like Mr. Peter Buck and the eyelids very cool dudes and oh man John Cameron Mitchell dude I don't know why you put up with our bullshit I'll be honest with you if there's anybody I can't know why they put up with our bullshit that day would be Mr. John Cameron Mitchell holy shit hats in off to you opinion, sir I call him Jesus Christ man he because put on the a performance first time I just, saw just like, so when I met him he was I was standing there and I was shaking the crap out of him like he was ragdoll, like, there's, there's Peter Buck, there's Peter Buck. Oh He's like, God. yes, yes, it yes, is. Yes, indeed, that is Mr. Peter Buck. And um, fast forward a bunch of embarrassing moments um, and said scarf interaction. And we get to our venue of destination and who ends up performing. They were not the openers. The openers were fantastic, but Jonathan Cameron Mitchell. Holy shit, man. Got up on that stage and melted my face. It was the most incredible show I've seen since The Flaming Lips. And I don't care who you are, Kiss included, you cannot beat a Flaming Lips show. But Jonathan Cameron Mitchell, holy crap. At the 40 All Watt I could Club. say was J.C.M. That was at the 40 Watt Club in Athens, and it yeah, was 40 a... Watt hell of a cool show oh my goodness um, and that night we were fortunate enough that that Peter Buck Mr. Mike Mills um, all of the members of the eyelids there were members of the drive-by truckers camper van Beethoven monks of doom cracker all of these people on stage at once performing together you want to talk about an elevating experience that was it It was incredible. And and Mr. Bill Berry was even in attendance that evening, but he, he didn't make it to the stage. He was just, he was he was in shock and awe mode like the rest of us, because I'll tell you what, that was a hell of a performance that everybody put on that night from start to finish. Oh, we it, was, it was a hell of a show. Sorry. No, you're good. That would be at Campin' in Athens, Georgia, put on by Cracker and Camper Van Beethoven. That's right. 
next plug for the sponsor. <laughs> but you know, if it wasn't for Cracker, if it wasn't for Cracker, there would be no stiff tones. So yes. any chance that I get to plug them and Camper, because if it was Camper started and then Cracker and 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 so on and so forth, and they've touched on many musicians, and and uh, so they cool. they deserve a plug. And we'll get to that because I mean you'll be visiting uh, one of the <laughs> Cracker members in Colorado, right? Yes, indeed. Yes. By the name of Johnny Hickman. My Johnny, uncle Johnny uncle Hickman. Johnny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we do a cover uh, by him um, called uh, "Father Winter," and it is a, 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 a just an absolutely great song. It's a song about heartbreak, right? But um, incidentally. You know, us being the strange folks that we are, we love those types of sad-sounding songs and things. And so it became kind of a love song for Rachel and I. You know, uh, we've been together. Well, you know, we have a history. And, it, and, and let me tell you, folks, it's we have a history, and being with somebody is not easy. You're going to have your ups and downs and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, it was just kind of one of those things. Whenever I would, uh, she tells this story much better than I do, but... She always knew that if I had posted that song anywhere, that she's always oh, thinking about me. And she would... Uh, well, Sean and I have been together for 10 years, and, and the first couple years, anybody that knows us knows, we set each other on fire a time or two. And uh, mm-hmm. whenever we'd break up, it was never pretty for anybody involved. In, in, uh, very dramatic. Very, very, very dramatic. <laughs> very and dramatic. in very dramatic for- fashion, when Sean would be laying in bed, feeling either piney for me or salty about me, he would somehow post Father Winter on, uh, online, and I would know, not that we were friends anymore, because, of course, you know, you get unfriended when you break up. But you yeah, up. the modern you, age. But if you pu- post something public, <laughs> then that means you want everyone to be able to see. And I would see that he had posted Father Winter, and I knew. He was thinking he's, about he's it. Gonna, he's willing to swallow his pride. It's a bad signal. And say that he's sorry for some ill, stupid shit that he said or did. Yeah. He's vulnerable. He's weak right now. Go get him. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that, that. Hey, I better, I better, I better call. I better make a phone call. Oh, no. Show up. I'm whatever. Glad, I'm, I'm glad you did, honey. Yeah. But, so, you know, it, I got to tell Johnny Hickman that story and, and uh, fast forward many years. And um, he put out an album... Was it last year? It, it, COVID makes everything like time stand still. But Dear John, and there was a song in there that, that he also wrote about uh, love and heartache. And the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, that's beautiful. I absolutely loved it. He says, Rachel, what is it about you that makes you uh, find love in my heartache or whatever? <laughs> Joy in my heartache. Joy in my heartache. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Tortured artist stuff, I <laughs> But he's getting ready to put another album out called Blood Moon, and that should be released here in June. June 4th. So, I mean, Mr. Steve, why, why Johnny Hickman? Why, why is he such an influence? All right. For, well, um, first off, everything. And what I mean by that is literally everything. Um, guitar playing, you know, I thought, man, holy cow. And I love a lot of guitar players, and I've listened to a ton of music, but there's something about the way the man approaches his playing. Like... Um, the first two albums I was exposed to were um, by Cracker from and his work, and I was like, "Man, that guy means every damn note that he's playing. There's not a note in there that he's feeling around, wondering about, or he's uncertain of." 
Like, he knows exactly what he's about. So, in that way, I was attracted to him the musically, right? Um, and so, and, 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 and the plethora and the band cracker of the, like, the diversity of their sound, I, I really thought was cool. So, in that regard, yeah, music, absolutely. And then, fast forward uh, two years later, you know, Cracker's my favorite band, and I could have been like, oh man, maybe Zeppelin's my favorite band. And they're pretty good, but I like Cracker better. Um, and so I was fortunate enough, you know, in the modern age to be able to follow them and get to go to shows and stuff. And, uh, uh, you know, one day, uh, I'll tell you how, when I, I thought maybe that Mr. Hickman was a really good dude. So the first time I saw him, you know, I'm front and I'm having a great time. And he's like, oh, here you go. And he tosses me a pick and it doesn't make it through the barricades. And the security guy picks it up. He looks right at me and he's just like... And he hands it to this cute girl standing there. She's like, oh, thank you. Whatever. I'm like, oh, that sucks, you know. <laughs> you know, I guess Johnny saw it, you know. And so as soon as, when they were done, uh, uh, I'm standing there, you know, and like as, as the crowd's kind of clearing out, you know, and people are kind of starting to shuffle out, and I'm waiting because I'm up the front. And I hear, hey, kid, hey, man. And I'm like, I turn around, and there's Johnny Hickman up at the barricade, and he's like, here you go, man. And he hands me a guitar pick. And I was like, oh man, this must be a really good dude. I mean, he went out of his way to do that shit for me. He probably doesn't remember that. Um, so then I thought, man, you know, these guys are probably just like outstanding individuals. You know, I, I didn't think rock stars were like that, you know, so much. You know, like once you're off in front of the stage, that's that. And, you know, they go on about their business and get on their bus and get on their jet and keep on making Some money. Do. Some of that shit, you know. Um, and then so... Uh, one point, and then I ran into him one day. He was crazy. He was uh, walking in the middle of the street in his pajamas. Dude used to wear pajamas on stage and his combat boots, and he was just walking around. And I started chatting with him. He's very, very, very nice guy. And so the point is, they say never meet your heroes, right? I met my heroes, and what was crazy was, nicest guy I ever met. Gave me the, some of the best advice I ever had musically, personally. Um, and not born of, uh, you know, um, a place of being like supercilious, but instead of a place of a guy that has, uh, you know, done many jobs and done many things and lots of things, lived a full life before he was in a band, you know. And uh, so the nicest guy ever really inspired me that way. And that, you know. He's a very empathetic and compassionate yeah, yeah. and passionate Inspiring person. man, very inspiring. Everything man. he does. Whenever you talk to Johnny Hickman, if you ever get to speak to the man in person, um, probably like uh, folks would say that Bobby Kennedy was you know like whenever you spoke to the man you felt like you were the only person in the room when he was speaking to you right? yeah. like very personal kind of guy very inspiring very very inspiring stuff and so I thought man I gotta do that you know and so I started writing songs man teaching myself to play guitar and writing songs you know and I've been kind of messing around with it, but then I got a little more serious about it and I started writing some songs. And then, uh, you know, uh, you know, years later, you know, I kind of disappeared from the, the world of Cracker and the Crumb Life, which is what they call the uh, fans crumbs. It's a big family of folks that are just awesome. Best people ever. Really are. Yes. Really are. And so I disappeared from them. There was a group of friends because I was going through the changes of life and changing life and trying to find myself. And then I met... Tony had an open mic in Peoria while I moved away from home and kind of kept him as a friend long distance. 
Uh, some one point then I broke my foot and had to move back home and go through physical therapy, relearn to walk and stuff. And I, I met Rachel as an open mic, and uh, we, it went well. It went well. <laughs> and um, so then we kind of, uh, so then we kind of started doing some stuff. And I was like, she's like, oh, you want you want to open for Cracker? Is that your dream? Well, hold my beer. And so what do we do? We go to a show one night, and we're like, oh, this is great. And she's like, these people are awesome. So we go to the bar afterwards. And in strolls one Mr. Johnny Hickman, who my wife promptly pulls over. And she's like... Now, I want to back the buzz up for a second. No, no, because, let me because tell my story. Well, right, you me. can tell your story, but okay, I just okay, want to say in my okay, defense, okay. me being, you know, not everybody knows every band. And and I hadn't really been exposed to Cracker prior to this, and so you had a great love for them, and, and spoke of David Lowry and, and Johnny Hickman, and 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 exposed me to them, and I loved their music, but I didn't have the same whatever attraction it is. Not because they weren't good, it's just because I hadn't been exposed to them, so I didn't have the same pretenses when I met Mr. Johnny Hickman. She wasn't scared. <laughs> I wasn't, right, he was just, he was just a person. He, he, he was a person yeah. that inspired you and that helped create my happiness and so. What? She pulled him over and said, hi Mr. Johnny Hickman, I want you to know you were responsible for my happiness. And he's just like, he just kind of looked at her for a moment like, oh boy, here we But that go. wasn't the part that made him look crazy. So, but, then, but that was just the beginning. And then he's like, all right, cool. And then she's like, you know, you know, that's kind of, you know, that happens sometimes, I guess, you know, well, thank you. But then he's like, she well, continues. Well, he's so nice. He'll talk and to he's anybody. nice and he's super nice. And so she continues and is like, and so I just want you to know that me and my husband are playing songs and I can just see the light going out of Johnny's eyes. Like, <laughs> oh boy, just another one of these. Oh, here, I see where this is going. It's going to be a couple of kids with ukuleles. And they're going to sing me a song, and they're going to, oh, my Lord, here we go. And so he's like, and then Rachel's like, hey, Mr. Hickman, I want you to know that one of these days we're going to open for you. And he just looked at her like. He said, tell oh. me more about how I was responsible He's like, tell me more about how I was responsible for your happiness. This dude is so tactful and diplomatic. It was like the smoothest shit I ever seen in my life. He did, and then he sat there and he talked to me for another forty-five minutes, and he was the most engaging, polite, kind, genuine person. He could play the guitar like a like a bad word, but who he is as as a person far excels anything he can do with the guitar, and that is saying something. That's that's really saying because he is the master of his craft. But Johnny Hickman is—he is the real deal. Yeah. And I and and and. So yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's my inspiration. I get dude. it. I get he's it. He's why I picked up a guitar. Those, you know, um, why I thought, and what I think a rock star should be, man. Um, I will say I've seen folks. And for anybody out there, yeah. he's not always nice. Johnny Hickman is—he he pulls no punches. Nope. He pull—he stands up for what he believes in, and he pulls no punches. So I'm not like shooting rainbow and glitter on his no, ass because no, he not. doesn't shoot rainbow and glitter. Sometimes he's full of shit, but uh, but it always comes from a place of of uh, he's passionate about what he believes. You're passionate, man. 
Sorry if we keep divigating, man. We'll chat forever about every little thing. Yeah, so, man, just about forming this tour, like... Oh, yeah, tour. Um, oh, yeah. That was the original question, after yeah, all. Yeah, you know, we're like herding cats, bro. That's stop stop five was right here. Uh, about the previous stops and upcoming stops, like, mm-hmm. planning it and how it all came together. That was the original question, wasn't it? All right, so, okay, how, how we planned it. Um, and y'all started out of New Hampshire? Rachel, why don't you why don't you go ahead and answer this because you're you're no you're, you go ahead you're, you're, doing you're, great. No, you're, no, you're, not, you're more involved in this stuff this part of it I mean honestly I think it was largely we decided that we thought it would be cool if we went around and I'm, I'm, I'm smiling because it seems ridiculous but we thought it'd be cool if we uh, you know we wanted to, we wanted to go and try to record an album Looking Glass out in California and we're like well how do we get there. My husband told me he had to dream. Go the longest way possible. And he wrote beautiful songs. And I believed them. And I said, okay. So, several years later, I don't know, it's just been, it's been a work in progress in making. Yeah, and I'll tell you the tours, but we've made friends and people that have that are also lovers. The goal started as making an album and recording your songs, yeah. and it's kind of evolved to more than that through the connections that we've made with all the people yeah, that we've that was, met. Yeah, that was the plan, was to get out there to play, to make this album, and that's the, you know, we gotta get there to make this album. And then we're like, but let's, would be cool if we kind of got to stop and see some of our friends along the way. Yeah, sure. I mean, if we're gonna do this, anything worth doing is worth doing right, Hunter S. Thompson, right? So we're like, we start, oh, you know, what if we came here and we said hello and we found a stop? And then I was like, well, if we're going to stop here and we want to see this person, and well, what about this person? They're kind of in this area. And so we kind of reached out to some folks. And then the craziest thing ever, Alan, was when we reached, started reaching out to people and they kept, they, they restarted the first yes was the biggest crazy the like biggest answer to your question we yes. could talk about this okay. all night long I mean we can yeah. talk circles around it the answer is Alan it happened because it happened I, 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 I can't explain it any more than that it's something that just we've been meeting people and friends and all over the country for the last couple of years and COVID kind of slowed everybody down everybody we all had to take a collective pause and reevaluate and we all are hungry for personal connections and mm-hmm. for live music. Live, live music I mean and, and, and just you know that music connects us to people we're hungry for people yeah if anything this last year has shown us is that we need people we need each yeah. other we need interaction we need each other and yeah. so we had to wait and, and, and it wasn't it wasn't like we said okay we're going to wait until this day it just kind of Things fell into place, we and, kept, it, and we we've working. been we've been moving yeah. a ball in motion, and, and trying to put place pieces in place. Year we've largely been radio silent, kind of gathering our our energies and focusing. You know, it's been a it's been a crazy year. Like the year that did it happen? Did it not happen? It's going to be it's like a I call it the mulligan. Yeah, yeah, the mold. So, it's like a perpetual twilight of strangeness. Last we, year. yeah, and we got the we we were given the opportunity. We played at Lo-Fi. Um, the music festival out in, in Redlands yes, a couple yes, of years Chris ago. And, the Dangerous. and when we were out there we um we were able to solidify friendships between Chris Leroy and Maria Baglian who um if you don't know anything about knob turning um 
I can't explain it to you because I don't either. But Maria, like of an engineer, she she yeah, is she's, she she's she's she a magician. Sound, she made you sound. And cool. so when when somebody offers you um, a gift, you can't say no. And and Chris and Maria offered us the opportunity to utilize not just their space but also their expertise. And um, so we spent the last year really kind of working on what we were doing and solidifying because you don't want to show up, you know, unprepared. And we thought the best well, yeah, way back to Hickman. He's like, oh, oh, you're gonna open for me. He said, he said he's the like, most important thing that anybody's ever said to me, ever, and and it wasn't what he said, but it was what he said. And he said to me was, make it happen. Yeah. And this is somebody who has made it happen. He's had it. He's been there. I mean, everybody right, knows so, Low. So, um, so sorry, I don't mean to divigate. Get on topic yet again. I'm good at it. So, anyways, Chris Leroy of The Dangers and Maria Baglin at Lo-Fi Studios in California, Redlands area. They, are willing to record our Yeah, our they, they said that they, they would be willing to record our album for us, which we thought was pretty cool because, you know, we're, we're kind of just figuring the stuff out as we go, right? This is a learning process for us. And so we decided to start reaching out to some friends, and you included, and be like, what if we were gonna do this crazy adventure? Why don't we just do it upright and see if we can make some stops and yeah. get tight before we get there and make some, you know, and visit people and, 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 and soak up some energy, trade some energy, and build up some gusto before we arrive and really go in there and, and, and really uh, try to swing for the fences. I know we're a small band, but you know what? That doesn't mean we can't hit a home run. And I'm, I'm going to hit a home run. I'm trying to, you know, I'm swinging hard. You know, the, the, you reached out to me and asked, but like, hey man, we're, we're thinking about swinging through your area, we're doing this tour. And I was like, in my mind I was already thinking about like, okay, I wanna start taking Porch Talk to a new level. Mm -hmm. What can I do? Well, there's a really cool house venue in Columbus. What if I could establish this place as a venue of some sort? And y'all ask about that, and Absolutely. it was it was crazy because the day I was asking, thinking about it, and like trying to figure out what would that look like, mm -hmm. I get a message from y'all. Like, oh yeah, okay, challenge accepted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes it's grassroots. Yeah, sometimes I mean, sometimes grassroots. you're in the right place at the right time, you know. And sometimes the and I was excited about it, and plus just just to be thought of. I was like, I'm just some podcaster, and I mean, you saw it, a small town yeah, Alabama. Sometimes you get the right message, dude. That says the Every universe saying you're doing exactly what you're supposed to. I don't believe in coincidences so much, right? Oh, I'm not with it. So, so, Happenstance neither. Yeah, so you know, you're having these thoughts and then one day we call you up and we're like, hey, we're thinking about doing this thing. What do you think? That's when you gotta say, hey, maybe I'm supposed to be doing the thing. And even pitching it to like family and friends, just getting people excited about wanting to come out mm -hmm. was, so how did you meet these guys? Oh yeah, uh, you know, through uh, uh, NPR Tiny Desk. What? I thought you just post a song up there and then you win or lose. Well, now there's community involved in that. Exactly right. There's cool people. Involved and I put a line out in the out in the internet and uh, Steph Tones bit, and we did a phone line. Then we did another phone line. So you've never actually met these people, not in person. But the moment you stepped out of the hearse, which is a topic in itself but <laughs> you know I didn't even phase me because I'm just like that's so normal in my world yeah, yeah. I stepped when you stepped out of the hearse yes that's, that's, yeah, that's exactly what happened but it was like oh, no, no, wait, I stepped out of the hearse I mean I did. Dude, it was sure. like I already knew you right yeah. 
Yeah. Like we had already spent so much time on the phone talking and yeah, like, we, yeah, it we was like, up a friendship man, let me, let me put some that. hands on you, man. It's good to see you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. I think you and Sean definitely have, have forged a, uh, a relationship that goes much deeper than anything that you would think or expect. Well, I'll tell you what, if you get out of, if you get out of, if you get out of the porch talk business, you get out of the radio business and the podcast. Don't do it. But I know, don't, I don't do it. But if you do, and I, I get it. out of the music business, I bet you still, my ass still ends up down here in Kennedy, Alabama. <laughs> fishing on a boat with fish you two assholes. <laughs> Just know the that. Fish today. So yeah, fish man. Today. Yeah. Fuck up one buddy, so, threw us so away. Fuck up by the mosquito larvae anyway. Oh, oh no. no. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Here we go. No, no fish today. Fuck up one buddy, threw it away. Okay. Okay. Still oh, talk smack for three hours anyway. Oh no! Oh boy, it was do something. what you're good at. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that's probably gonna be the one. Oh, why, why, that's why? the one hit that we have got now. <laughs> Great. Hey, it's still big. That's up. so much fun though. Hey, you know what? That's gotta be it. And 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 I am relegated to playing, you know, like beaches, like freshwater, salt water. Alabama, Illinois, I don't give a shit beaches, and a pair of flip-flops and a, a sun, and some sunglasses for the rest of my life, being the uh, Midwestern uh, Jimmy Buffett, so be it, brother. Yeah, there are worse things to do with your life. A Midwestern J- Jimmy Buffett would be you know what I'm saying? fantastic. Y'all's going to turn us into a those, Midwestern those, Jimmy Buffett band. I know. I'm going to start a little, yeah, I'm just a gonna little say reggae that guy tiki bar at the pond, man. Yeah, dude, why not, dude? Maybe, I, I, from, uh, you can book the pink mandingos to come out. You know, I, I've got friends that go see him at least once a year. Well, you know what I'm talking about? They call about. them It's a huge crowd. They, the Parrotheads are a strong group of people, man. They, 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 that guy still packs them in. Dude, that's cool, man. He ain't man. had a new I song in like decades, but he packs them in that's every That's probably year. not true. You just haven't had a new song that you've cared about hearing in decades. There's a difference. Well, I don't know when the last time we put a new album out. To be fair... Just People know this, man. We've show. got nobody, no slack in this, man. We'll be nice as shit to you because you're, you know, like if we meet you, we're nice. Make no mistake, we're not assholes to people. We're just assholes to each other. So that we never, ever, ever make the mistake of thinking that we're cooler than we're not. Oh, yeah. Or infallible. Know that we are not cool. Man. You're cool. I'm not cool. Okay. I, Alan, I'm I never, I've never been cool, man. Tell me something not I cool. don't know. Is there more? There is more. Do you want? Are you ready for some more? And somehow yeah. during this interview, I have managed to wax an entire bottle of wine. Yeah. Make that two. Oh, make like that two. No, no, no. Just ten. That one. I polished off that rye whiskey I've been babysitting Ooh. all weekend. But guys, this has really been like a staycation. Is um, it was a four-day weekend, and man, Thursday to today, man, it's been a joy. Thank you, man. It's been a. I gotta tell you, on a personal level. It's been great hanging out with you, meeting your family, your friends. Um, dude, thank you for uh, bringing us down here to your home and letting us enjoy the uh, mud bugs with y'all. It was all right. Yeah, man. So uh, anything else to add or subtract? Mm-hmm. Uh, comments, thoughts, poetry. Uh, oh, wait, I thought we already did that with the uh, fishing oh. thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and little John stepped in today. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh man. Well, I just let me give you my famous last words. 
Tony, what would you have engraved on my tombstone? Oh, yes. So now I have to outlive this son of a bitch. <laughs> because uh, if... If I can manage that living, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure on his tombstone it says he wasn't wrong, but he was an asshole. <laughs> Which anyone that's seen the Big Lebowski should know what exactly that means. The dude, which is on the back of the hearse. Well, see, yeah, the dude is. Uh, yeah, the dude. Here's the thing. I would love to the be the yet. dude. I would love to be huh? the dude. But I'm Walter. Apparently, you're Walter. I am Walter. I didn't know it, but apparently, in this group... You kind of are, and Tony's kind of like the guy having the heart attack. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, guys. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it just gets mentally abused the whole time. <laughs> God, Those are good burgers, though, Walter. Shut I'm the Jesus. You pull a piece on me. Yeah, Rachel's the Jesus. We're traveling with the Jesus. He's like, click. Oh, yeah, that's no joke. She's a, she doesn't, you know, the irony of course. I'd wear polyester suit for that. The irony is, was anatomically, she wasn't blessed with any balls, but she is definitely the one up there that you see in the bowling lane with the ball and the, the Oh, you know it. <laughs> or I say you I know it, I'll polish balls like no other. So that would be her. She'd be up there in a purple single jump. She's wearing a Why do you think, why do you think he likes Look at her outfit right now. I'm, I'm sorry, y'all, but I know you can't see her outfit right now, but I'm just here to tell you. <laughs> As Walter would say, the man in black pajamas, dude. <laughs> a worthy adversary. <laughs> Something like that. All right. Click. Uh, God damn it. Alan, thank you for having <laughs> yeah. us, man. I'll tell you all, anybody listening to Porch Talk out there, look us up, say hello to us. We're friendly. We're actually friendly to everyone except for each other, largely. We have to uh, keep it real. Yeah. And, and 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 trust trust porch talk and Alan in that he's going to talk about the fun stuff and he'll talk about the serious stuff and he'll ask the hard questions but never is it too serious or too hard to be able to deal with it's all good cool. food for thought all right so we're out of here all right. right Alan thank you see you next time really all right I'll thank you all for listening this uh, next song is called uh, starting over it's like a, like a circle man. It all, it all ends where it starts. Or where one thing ends, something else begins. Exactly. Like this song. Yeah.
something's gonna change It's been coming for so long Honey, I can't wait I don't know where I'm going Just that I can't stay And I'm starting Desperate as it may seem, there's a place somewhere for you, for me, for me, for me. I'm living life with no regrets No, I wouldn't hold your breath Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.